welcome to another episode of The Wow, the podcast that will provide you with the tools you need to thrive in today's society. If you're new here, then hello, I'm Georgina Beasley, your host. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. Outside of hosting this podcast, I work in the suicide prevention space in a marketing and communications role here in Canberra. I spend a lot of time socializing at the dog park with my beautiful border collie Murphy and enjoy pizza on the couch with a glass of wine most Friday nights. But today we are learning about growing your social media channels. So whether you're sitting at home with a business idea you want to launch or already have a fully operational side hustle, having a strong understanding of social media can sometimes be make or break. Plus, with the current lockdown situations, it's never been a better time to learn about how you can leverage social media to bring in sales. So thankfully, we have Jada Perfect from Boss Lady Events here to share her knowledge with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, then you better come join us on Instagram at the wow podcast underscore. Hello, Jada, and welcome to the WOW podcast. I'm so excited to chat to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled too. I think this is going to be a really fantastic episode full of a lot of advice, so I'm excited to pick your brains about social media. But before we jump into it, I would like to do a quick acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on here in Canberra and the Dagra nation of the country Jada resides on up in Sydney. I pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners here today. So Jada, for those who might not be aware of the extremely successful woman that you are, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself please? Thank you so much. Yes, I'd love to. So my name is Jada Perfect. Um, I'm a business coach and boss lady. I currently lead a female empowerment community and I coach business owners one-to-one and also in group sessions. So that's my nine to five. And then five to 10, I own a pizza shop, Sesame Pizza in Hasselgrove with my husband. So I'll be flipping pizzas usually quite a few nights a week in the pizza shop. <laughs> I love the like the two extremes that you have. I think that's so fantastic, the diversity of your business portfolio. And I'm really interested to talk a little bit more about what you do with your Boss Lady events and how you help women because I think that's really fantastic what you do there and encouraging women and networking and, and all that comes with that. So moving on though, today we're going to jump into social media and I'm really excited to chat about this because I think right now this is something that could be very helpful to a lot of people out there. Um, I know I'm one of the few that isn't in lockdown right now being in Canberra, but for many of our listeners, uh, lots of thoughts and feelings going out to you all because many of you, just as Jada is, are stuck down in lockdown. And I think this is a really great opportunity for you guys to either reconsider your social media content plans um, if you are running a side hustle and are wanting to maybe increase your sales or want to look at new avenues that you can draw in business during this time where shop fronts aren't open and the digital lands 
landscape is all we have. Or for those of you who are interested in maybe starting up your little side hustle now that you have a bit of extra time and you want to delve in, having some really good social media advice from someone like Jada can really help propel your idea into a fully fledged business. So starting off, I really want to know why is social media so important to growing your business? The reason why it's so important in today's day is because we can actually talk to the consumer directly. So there's no more, you know, having to pay a marketing company to market for you. You can literally speak to your customer directly and you can get the answers from them. So things like doing stories and getting the polls, asking questions, your feed posts where you're engaging, replying to your audience and building a genuine relationship. So the days of selling or a sales pitch, those days are slowly have moved away and now people are buying based on how they feel. So if they have the better the relationship they have with you, the more chance you've got of actually making a sale. So we can do all of this through utilizing social media. Um, and again, just turning up as our genuine self, you know, being who we are as individuals, and then obviously bringing those values into our business and then letting your audience know what exactly it is that you can offer so that when it does come to that time where they may need your services, you would come front of mind. Mm. That's so it is so fantastic the way that the world has changed in terms of giving businesses this literally direct route to their customers and bridging that gap because it is incredible. And I think everyone should take a minute to really reflect on when they are on Instagram, what kind of brands are coming to your mind when you think of that? Cause it's kind of becoming a really unconscious decision purchasing choice now, because you don't even realize the kind of levels of relationships that businesses are creating with you from their online engagement, from putting their face to their name, from doing these polls by making you interact with them um, and in work, with other collaborative influencers out there to make it feel like you really need this product or it's a really good fit for you. Um, so I think there's just so much that we can leverage from utilizing the world of social media. So what are your top tips for creating engaging content? Because I think a lot of us know that there's a bit of a difference between just putting a post out there for the sake of putting a post out there and putting something out there that's actually engaging for our audience and is going to see a transaction into sales. Yeah, definitely. So the way that I look at my social media is I look at my business and I say, okay, what three words reflect my brand? So for example, with my business, it's confident, hardworking, energetic. Um, that's my tone of voice. So I'm always making sure that I'm using powerful statements for my quotes, that my tone of voice speaks with authority, that I give value that I'm always happy and excited and sharing positive news. Even if it's a day where, you know, it might be not good news, I'm still, you know, flipping the coin and turning it into a positive about how I've learned from that negative situation. So I definitely think looking at your business um, and seeing what three words reflect your brand and then making sure when you're producing content or taking images or making reels, videos, IGTVs, et cetera, ensuring that when you're looking at that, you're saying to yourself, does that, look confident? Is that bringing energy? Does that reflect that I'm hardworking? So making sure that the, the content you're producing reflects what your words are. Very basic to start there. From there, if you're wanting to take it to that next level, 
then looking at the three ways that you can provide value. So are you entertaining your audience? Are you inspiring them? Or are you providing them with educational advice? So we want to be giving our audience something. We don't want them just coming, looking at our beautiful photo in the gram, seeing us living our best life, which we all do for Instagram. We're wanting to now go that next step where we're providing them with something additional that they're able to actually benefit from. So that's why Instagram, for example, has moved to more interaction with saves and shares because they believe that that's where the value is coming from. Because if you know something of, that's knowledgeable, then they will want to share that with other people so that they've also got that knowledge as well. So making a conscious decision to make sure, you, one, you're reflecting your three words, at least one of them, and number two, that you're providing some sort of value, whether it's entertainment, inspiration, or educational. So bringing more than just, this is the product that I offer, it's wonderful, buy it. We're going to that next level. I really like that because I feel like sometimes we can get pigeonholed in both directions. We try to do too much and just put out a bit of everything and hopefully something's going to stick or we feel like we only have that one avenue and that's all we have and we don't really know how to diversify. For the small business owners that have, let's say you're a jewelry maker and you make beautiful earrings and rings and all you feel like you can post is pictures of the jewelry that you make because not yeah how can you diversify that kind of content because for some people that don't feel comfortable stepping up as the face of their brand what kind of other areas can they leverage on as as a bit of a brainstorm so definitely using um influencers or even you know if you're at the very early days and you don't have any budget for to pay influencers or give away free products, friends and family members. Everyone has got a friend or a family member that would definitely put on that beautiful earring, stand in front of the camera and get a still image. So we're wanting to humanize the products. So seeing a beautiful flat lay of, you know, let's say a pair of earrings, a bracelet, etc., um, and then seeing that on someone, then wearing it actually in that setting at a cafe, at a restaurant, at a birthday party, it humanizes the brand and it it makes people feel, makes them feel something. So what we'd want to do is definitely get more emotional connections happening. And we do that by seeing faces, bodies, people, um, groups of friends at events, at birthday parties, at family dinner on a Sunday, where it actually becomes humanized and emotion starts to become triggered because we then see that person and then we can see ourselves in that similar situation. Mm, wearing the product that's selling without even selling that is selling yeah and you see it all the time you know I think that is so that is so true because you see an influencer post something and it's either the jewelry or the clothes or whatever and they've got the big smile they look a hundred bucks and you look at them and you go shit I want to look like that yeah yeah it's and then it's where did you get that from Yeah, exactly. And it's developing that, like you said, that emotional connection when you can see someone else wear it, you see it on yourself and you go, I want that. Yeah, that's a really fantastic idea. So moving on a little bit still to do in this content area, how do you figure out what to post, when to post, where to post it and decode all of that kind of space? For me, I'm definitely going to say it comes down to trial and error. With Instagram, the algorithm, people trying to work it out, look, I'm going to be upfront and honest, it's a bit of bullshit um, because what's happening is those people behind the scenes 
they're constantly changing it. So you may figure it out. It may, you know, work today, but tomorrow it's going to be different. So I genuinely believe that if you're posting valuable content, regardless of what time that you're posting it at, it will get traction, right? And we can do that a couple of ways. And those ways are sharing on the stories, um, sending out to other people um, that you think it would be of value to, and also as well, actually creating content based on what your green, dream client needs. So in my business, I only service the need of one client and that's my dream client. And her name is Sophie. So I only service the needs of Sophie. And then because Sophie finds my content valuable, she then shares with her friends, family, work colleagues, people in her community, for example. So I think it's really important just to concentrate on the type of content you are going to be producing. You know, and that can be as simple as getting an iPhone and taking images on your iPhone in your bedroom, outside the front of your house, at the local park, doing flat lays with good lighting. You don't need to be, you know, producing content of high standards where you're paying thousands of dollars. Those days, thankfully, are gone. Hallelujah. Um, and we're now able to create content for free with our iPhone and literally with some good lighting. So yeah, that would definitely be my take on it is don't worry so much about what time you're posting, worry more so about what value you're providing and trial and error with when you are posting because it does change always. I know with my audience with Boss Lady, they are women who wake up early, they're motivated, they're driven, they like to get things done. So I post a lot of content early morning, even you know between eight and 9 a.m., eight and 9.30 in the morning. And that's when I get a lot of traction. Whereas when I post things in the middle of the day, my ladies are working, they're busy. So they're not really online. Um, and then obviously towards later at night after 6, 6.30, because I do have a community of women of all different, you know, mums, um, people with career, busy careers, people in the corporate world, people that own their own business. They tend to be after six, between six and nine, that's when they're jumping back online. You know, the kids might be in bed or preparing them for bed. You've had dinner and they've got that minute to themselves where they're having that quick glass of wine to wind down and they're checking their phone. So again, this all comes down to Sophie, my dream client, because I know her in detail. I would know when she is online. So if you are in the early stages of developing your business or your side hustle, it all comes down to trial and error and building that client. I think what you've touched on there with knowing who your customer is, is so important. I mean, um, it's the first thing that you do. I work in marketing myself. So, um, you know, as soon as you're in a business, the first thing you need to do is to know who you're selling to, because that is who you're appealing to. And that idea of mocking up who they look like, what they do, you know, what their hobbies are, what they value, their interests. It's a really smart idea on what Jada is speaking to there, having that Sophie for your own brand or, you know, at whatever stage of your business is if it's still in the ideas stage or if it's a fully launched fully operational business knowing and having a customer profile do that is it a man is it a woman is it someone who is gender fluid is it someone who is tall is it someone who is short is it someone who loves to exercise is it someone who really enjoys a lot of self-care like all those kind of things and really build up that profile because the more you understand who you're selling to the more content ideas that come to mind like like you're talking about that Sophie it sounds like to me if they're you know a boss ass woman who is just like you know 
multitasking a lot in their life. There is so many different content that you can pull on. There's so much of that relatable, you know, trying to be successful, but yet always feeling you're not enough and like trying to help find that confidence in someone and in the inspirational quotes and, and the like day in the life kind of stuff where you show your audience that, you know, we're all trying to achieve this certain measure of success, but you know, we're all still real humans at the end of the day. Not all of us get there. Not all, the, the picture's not always perfect. I mean, there's so many different things you can draw on when you know your client. And do you find that that has really helped for you? Yeah, definitely. Look, the more that you know your dream client in detail, the easier it is to service what their needs are. So I say to so many of the clients that I coach one-to-one, I'm like, you can't service everyone. That's just not possible. So what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to service the needs of that one person um, and go above and beyond so that you blow them away and then you can introduce other products and services based on their feedback. But then we can obviously, you know, improve what we're offering. We can make improvements to our service, our offerings. We will know what our dream client is willing to spend. This is another issue that I see with a lot of my coaching clients is they're like, I don't know what to charge. A lot of them are undercharging. And because they're undercharging, their dream client doesn't have trust in them because they think they're too cheap. So coming down to knowing what their financial budget is. The more that we know, the easier it is to service. Um, If I use the Kardashians as an example, just because everyone knows them, um, if you look at them, they've built these independent, genuine brands where they are the face of the business. It's their tone of voice. And then what they've done is no matter what it is that they're offering, they are busy. People have that trust already, so they buy it. Whether it's Kim K, she had the makeup line. Then from makeup, now she's gone over to Skims, which is um, laundry, laundry, ladies wear. So because she's diversified, because we've already got that trust in her as a brand, anything that she offers at this stage, we as her consumers and her audience will purchase it because we've got that trust. So it's all about building trust, um, and we build trust when we know our client and what they need. In my business, um, even though my community are wanting to be boss ladies, at the moment they're lacking confidence. Sophie lacks confidence. So that's where I come in. The emotion I sell in my business is confidence. My clients walk away feeling more confident. They feel confident to pitch sales, to, you know, expand, to do things on social media that are out of the box because I'm behind them saying, you've got this, you can do this. So I'm selling in my business. Yes, I'm a business coach. Yes, I lead a female empowerment community, but the emotion I sell is confidence and it's confidence for women to take it that to that next step in their business or career and get outside of the comfort zones. So no matter what I'm offering now, if I start selling, you know, pens, if tomorrow I start selling pens, people will buy them because they've got trust in me and what, what I have got to say and what my brand produces. So they'll believe that that's a trustworthy reliable pen that's going to arrive on time because that's what I do already as a business coach. And that's how you show up and that's how you make your business work. Yeah, I really love that. And I think that speaks a lot of like practicing what you preach. If you're in the early stages, if you're saying, you know, really great delivery times, great turnaround, I'm going to reply to your emails within this this time frame. you've got to do it because yes. that's, you know, it's those small early um, faults that can really start that 
what do you call it when like the, that snowball effect of um, breaking down trust in, in the small audience that you're already generating. Um, we have some listener questions for you. And the first one is from Zoe. And so Zoe sent in, is there a ha- art to hashtags and how do they work? So with hashtags, um, the best way for me to describe this is getting out to all different marketing platforms. So what I would suggest doing is having some hashtags that are larger scale that might be like, you know, 20, 30,000 grouped hashtags. So there's been 20,000 posts of hashtag boss lady, let's say. So having maybe two or three of those and then the rest being more niche. So for example, with doing a podcast, you might do Australian podcast, Sydney podcast. So it becomes narrower. The more narrow it is, the better chance you've got of being seen. The ones that have got like hundreds of thousands and millions of hashtags, images connected to that, um, the less chance you've got of actually being seen and getting any traction. So hashtags are really important. Put it into the first comment. Don't put it into the caption. And the reason for that is because if we see an advertisement on a bus stop, let's say, we'll see the information, we'll see the visuals. The terms and conditions are like the hashtags. We don't want to be seeing that in the bold statement on the visual at the bus stop. So you can put that in the first comment um, where if people want to have a look, they can. If not, it's just getting you traction for people, for new people to see your posts. So definitely it's needed for Instagram. Facebook, it's not so much needed, um, but I would encourage you to maybe do one or two. Again, keeping it simplified across Facebook as well. With TikTok, I know that's the way that we're moving at the moment. Um, TikTok loves the hashtags as well. Um, So utilizing it across all the different platforms, but just knowing where and when to use it appropriately so that it's visually appealing for your consumer that's seeing it. Next one is from Lily. And Lily wants to know what's the best way to measure engagement and track our performance? Insights is your new best friend. (laughs) So Insights is available um, across literally all of the platforms. Um, If you're set up as a business account, you can definitely check your insights. You can see what content is getting the most traction, how many views you're receiving on your videos, on your stories, um, what posts are being saved and shared the most. So this is the data that we're wanting to see because if we see, for example, in my business, if it's me doing a talking video, and I'm getting a lot of traction on that, then it would be it would be the right move to make more of those. So you're literally duplicating content based on what is being digested positively. And then you're reproducing that with a little bit of a different spin to keep it interesting. What about the metrics that we use? Like, do we go off impressions? Do we go off reach? Do we go off likes? Do we go off the ratio of reach to likes? Do we go off shares? Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's so many different things and sometimes one metric can hit well, whereas others don't and then vice versa. Is there a certain, like, how do we calculate it all and go, this post was really good. Say you've got one post and it got a reach of 15,000 but it only got five likes. And then you look at another post that only had a reach of 500, but it had 50 likes. Is that a better metric or do you know what I mean? I personally believe it comes down to engagement. Yeah. Even with the metrics, um, 
as much as you can look at them and you can assess them. For me, with the insights, it comes down to engagement. It comes down to how many people are DMing you, how many people are writing on comments on your images. In my business, for example, I actually don't get a lot of comments on the image itself, on the feed, but my DMs blow up every day. So my community, what I've seen is that they're actually quite shy. They like to have that one-on-one time with me. So you'll find that even I do Q&As on weekends, I used to previously post them and tag the person that's that has written the question in. Now I never do. I just share it anonymously with the community. So my dream client, Sophie, she is shy. She lacks confidence. So she doesn't really like to get too much attention or be seen. Um, she more likes to have that personal one-on-one time with me. And that's why even though my engagement on my page is not huge, it's good, but my DMs are very busy. So for me, I believe it comes down to engagement. If you're engaging with your clients, your consumers, your audience online, and they're talking and they've got something to say, whether it's even an emoji, words, whatever it may be, um, I would go based on that. Then I would follow with shares and saves because people are sharing it because they believe it's of value. People are saving it because they're coming back later either to check it, follow the instructions, or make a purchase from what it is that you're offering for when they need it. So I, to summarize it, I would go based on engagement. I would go based on shares. I would go based on saves. Impressions and reach, they are, I believe that, you know, they used to be really important. For me personally in my businesses, what I've seen, even when we've done social media management for clients, um, it comes down to engagement. Engagement is going to build the genuine relationship. It's going to make you come front of mind. It's going to turn, you know, that, save that share into a sale for you. That's great advice, Jada. The last question is from Tara and Tara wants to know about scheduling tools that you would recommend. I think this is really good because I don't know if you're just starting out and you've never, if you don't know a lot about the world of social media, scheduling tools make your life so much better. So (laughs) yeah, what ones do you recommend and how should, what's the best way to use them as well? So with scheduling tools, I definitely encourage everyone to use them. The reason for that is because when we're panic posting, um, what I call it, or when we make a post on the spot, we're not always thinking about, you know, what's our three words in our business that we're wanting to be turning up as. What are we trying to actually do in this post? Are we entertaining, inspiring, educating? When we're panic posting, we're just putting any image with any text so that we can be seen with something. So I genuinely believe sitting down either at the start of the week, start of the fortnight, start of the month, um, and actually looking at what visuals are are appealing. Okay, what text is going to complement those visuals? What value am I going to give? Am I reflecting at least one of my three words in my posts? So planning it out in advance is, first of all, it's a time saver. It also takes off a daily task off of your to-do list when you're busy. And it also gives an overall more trustworthy, more professional, more organized feel for your social media because your feed is your shop front window. So if people come and they see that as a mess, instantly they're like, they're all over the place. It's not, it's not, it's not clean. It's not organized. It's not trustworthy. So definitely um, planning in advance is encouraged. We do it monthly. So we would look at our focus for the month and then we would plan content for the month. There's a couple of tools you can use. My personal favorite is Later. So there's quite a few um, and we've used different ones over the year, just depending on, you know, what we were needing in the business. So Later is a really good one. That's the one I use. 
not sponsored either. Um, it's a genuine, I'm a genuine paid user. We love it. Um, there's also Planoli, which is another one, which is fantastic. Um, and Plan, P-L-A-N-N. So they would be my top three. Um, you can see the feed in advance before you post. You can move images around to see what looks more visually appealing. Um, you can write your text. You can schedule what time you're wanting to post it at. So you literally just need to get on there and engage after the feed post has been scheduled. So it's fantastic. That's fantastic. You touched on a really good point there, which was engaging when you post. Can you speak a little bit to that and how important is it that when you do post that you are scrolling through and engaging with people in your feeds so that your posts do get seen? Yeah. So with the Instagram, I'm using Instagram because that's the platform I sit on um, with Boss Lady. I use Facebook also, um, but I use it in a different way. So I'm just touching predominantly on Instagram because I feel like that's what's trending at the moment. With Instagram, the best way for me to describe it is that if you look at the feed, that's your shop front window, right? So if someone was looking into your window, you're wanting it to be presentable, right? When people come into the store and they read the brochure that's on the counter, that is them in your stories. That's them clicking your polls, writing questions, taking your quizzes. They're wanting more information, right? When someone is sliding into your DMs, they're at the counter, they're holding the green hundreds and they're ready to make a sale. They're ready to make a purchase, right? So what we're wanting to do is think about Instagram in that same format as a real life shot. So if, for example, you came into a store and there was someone standing at the counter, but they didn't greet you, how would we feel? We would feel ignored, Right, So that's what's happening when people come and leave a comment or slide into the DMs. If we don't reply, it's like we're standing at the counter, the customers in front of us, they're wanting more information to maybe make a spend or ask a question or try on a dress, depending on what you're offering. And we're standing there and we're ignoring them. We're not saying anything. That would instantly be a negative customer experience. So that's why it's so important to be engaging, writing back to every comment, um, whether it's on your feed, whether it's in your DMs, um, just in general, because that's you actually giving them a reply as if you're standing at the counter and they've come in to ask you a question or make a comment about how beautiful the shop window looks. So engaging is so important to build a genuine relationship. People buy from people based on how they feel and every single human being wants to be heard. They want to be seen and they want to be part of something. So if they're reaching out to you and they've had the confidence to even write you a message, um, Please, I beg you, please write back, even from a perspective of a business, yes, but also from a perspective of being kind and caring about people's mental health and well-being um, and acknowledging them because people want to be acknowledged. So engaging is really important. And by engaging, you build a better relationship with your clients because they feel as if they've been heard. They want to do business with you. It's a good experience. It's positive. So let's talk about aesthetic and design because I feel like that can sometimes be something that people feel really not confident about. If you're just starting out and you've got this little great idea and you want to start it by trialing it on Instagram and seeing if you get any traction and it comes to design, how important is aesthetic to your social media? And if you aren't a graphic designer and can't, you know, create these beautiful aesthetically pleasing posts do you have any tips of ways that you know things that can help you out in that department 
Definitely. So when it comes to branding and aesthetics for the page, what we're wanting to do is we're wanting it to look as if it matches. Mm. So even if we're going with a basic color scheme, like if you look on my page, it's pink, shades of pink. Same everywhere. with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're all pink chicks. Um, so definitely, um, you know, developing what your color, your color palette is. And then trying to stick to the color palette. What we're wanting to do is we're wanting it to look as if it is organized. It reflects our brand and our values. Again, this comes back to the three words. So being aesthetically pleasing, I will struggle to get my tongue around that word. (laughs) Um, I definitely think gives more trust because you look organized and neat, professional. Definitely, yes. In terms of creating graphics that are, you know, of the graphic designer level, a couple of things you can do. Number one, utilizing Canva. So Canva is a user-friendly app for people to do designs, flyers, quotes, make image, brighten up images and things like that. So Canva is an excellent one to use for beginners. If you're not confident with Canva, what I would do personally is find a graphic designer that you can work within your budget and buy packages from them. So I know within my business, um, Taylor, my graphic designer, we do offer um, design packages. So you could get maybe 10 um, templates. Templates. You can get templates. You could get um, 10 different, you know, sending through 10 images. We make up those images for you for tiles for Instagram. So these are affordable, um, even as a startup business. If you're wanting to put budget to something, you're wanting to be a bit more professional, a bit more upmarket, but you don't have time or you're not a natural creative, then definitely utilizing the expertise of a graphic designer, but letting them know that this is your budget and knowing that, you know, you may need to spend $100 or $150 to get these packages or these templates, but A, they will be really beneficial and B, you can actually recycle and reuse them um, by changing wording, changing our images, but still keeping it looking at aesthetically pleasing and on brand because we want to be projecting our brand both color palette, um, image, you know, quality, the, the better the image quality, the more trust you've got, the more professional you look. And as, as, you know, crazy as this may sound, the higher you can actually charge for your fees, for your products or services, because if you're getting something that's like, you know, pixelated, they're going to think it's cheap. If the image is crisp and clear, they're going to be like, oh, that looks expensive. That looks good. So when they get the price of what it is that you're asking for, there won't be a surprise based on what your Instagram looks like, because that reflects your shop. That's you coming in, seeing your shop front window, seeing your catalog, the type of service that you provide is engaging and replying. Instagram is literally your shop front. You're selling, building relationships and giving you experience in that store. So the clearer the images, the better. Um, But yeah, you can definitely do it yourself, trial and error. And I would recommend using Canva. Mm, great tips there also growing your following so you've created your Facebook page you have your idea you've got your beautiful posts all ready to go you've got your scheduling app you know what hashtags you want to do you've organized your values you've gotten that far but you don't have any followers you might just have you know the 30 of your closest friends having followed you for help But how do you get seen by the people that you want to be seen by? Like, how do you get seen by the Sophie? How do you utilize Instagram in a way that it's going to grow following? Yeah. Content. Content is king, honestly. The more content we produce, even if it's shitty at the start, and uh, feel free to scroll to the bottom of my page when I started, um, the content is 
shitty. It's rubbish. I look back and I'm like, really? Oh my God. But it's better to produce something rather than produce nothing and not be seen at all. So what we're wanting to do is produce content, utilize the hashtags because hashtags will get you onto the explore page. Um, and just getting share, getting people to share, you know, giving them something to share. It might be um, even lately we've been doing like, you know, the five things I'm grateful for. So we do the template, then we fill it in and then we put a blank one so that people are sharing that onto their page um, as well. So share shares. The other thing that's really good is giveaways. Now, when I say giveaways, I don't mean with 20 brands because that is just crazy. I don't believe it works. It doesn't get you engaged following. What you're wanting to do is partner up with just one business that you align with based on what their page looks like, based on their values, based on their products that complements your offering um, and that has a similar dream client to you. So you can leverage with their audience through a giveaway. And it could be something as simple as, um, you know, you and I are partnering up and we're going to be giving away a pen and a lip balm with your logo on it. You might not sell pens, but a, a pen with your logo on it is going to go out to that view, that consumer. So it can be simple as something as simple as a giveaway. Um, it can be something as simple as utilizing the right hashtags. It can be sharing on your stories as well. The stories is fantastic. I can't express how much engagement comes from the stories with people just tap, tap, tapping through. People are nosy as well. You know, let's be honest, we're all nosy. We all want to know that there's a secret out there that we don't know. So even hyping up your current community and saying something exciting is coming, giving them a little bit of insight into what it is to create more engagement so that they keep coming back and looking to see if you've revealed what the secret or whatever it is that's coming. And that could be as simple as, hey, we're about to launch a new product, a new service. We're starting the business. We've worked with this person. On the weekend, we went here. We celebrated this. It can be simple things. But it's just giving something people to be interested in. Yeah, love it, love it. So in saying all of this, Jada, what is the best piece of social media advice you have ever been given? Oh, I don't know if what I've been given, but what I've done myself is definitely being my, like turning up as me. And I'll use an example of that. I crack dad jokes all the time. I'm not actually a funny person. My jokes are super lame, but I literally get on the stories and I'll like say something and then I'll be laughing. And I'm like, I'm so funny. And everyone's like, no, you're not. That's cringy. But because that's, that's me being my natural self. What I've seen over the years, and I used to be really guilty of it myself, um, is that we'll get on there and I'll be like, hi, I'm Jada, the boss lady at Boss Lady Events. And everyone's like super stiff and like putting on their corporate voice. It does not at all engage. It doesn't connect. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So lastly, I feel like we could keep on going for quite a long time. (laughs) But I don't want to keep you from your day. So, um, Jada, I would really like it if you could share a little bit about Boss Lady and, you know, the things that you do there, what you might be having, what you might have coming up for our listeners to jump on and how we can follow you. Yes, follow me on the gram. You'll hear all my dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see me eating lots of chocolate and pizza and forcing my team to eat as well. Um, Sign me up. (laughs) 
So you can follow me at Boss Lady Events on Instagram and Facebook. You can check out my website at thebosslady.com.au. With everything that's going on at the moment, what we're focusing on with events not currently running through the female empowerment community is one-to-one business coaching. And that can be business or career. And we're also doing group sessions as well if you have a team. So that's our biggest focus um, with coaching. Me, myself, I am a business coach. So day-to-day I am coaching clients. I also work alongside, I've got my design team. So if anyone's needing any creative services, whether it's templates or tiles for Instagram, whether they're needing an audit of their account or any additional graphic design support, um, definitely reach out to us because we can help with that also. Other than those two services, we do have Club Boss Lady, which is a membership for 12 months that we launched a few months ago, um, where we go in depth through our Facebook closed page. Um, We give content resources. We have experts, both myself and other people in my network that come and we speak um, on different topics. So just last month, for example, we had um, an accountant come on and talk about lodging tax, tax time and superannuation. Um, Also, I get on there regularly and talk about all different things across business operations, social media, you name it, nothing's off limits. Um, So if you're wanting to support and purchase a service at the moment, it would definitely be Club Club Boss Lady. When lockdown is over, we do VIP events as well. They're complimentary as part of the membership. So we do these face-to-face experts come and speak. We have ladies lunches um, and that's all included in your membership. Outside of that, when it isn't lockdown, we also do our networking events for our female empowerment community. So anyone can grab a ticket and come along. Um, It's a lovely ladies lunch. We have panels of speakers, um, goodie bags, prizes, and just genuine hard at more than surface level networking where you get to toot your own horn and also um, meet new ladies just like you. So that's a little bit about my business and what services we offer. But again, if no services for you at the moment, that's completely fine. I would still love to get to know you. Slide into my DMs with a hello, um, engage on my content. I will follow back. And um, it's just about building those genuine relationships. Mm. I will be dropping all the links to Jada's website, social accounts, all the bits and bobs in between in the show notes. So do go check them out if you are interested in what she has to offer. Otherwise, Jada, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to come chat to us. I really appreciate it. And I really hope that this has inspired some of our listeners to sit down and maybe reconsider what their content is that they're pushing out and to really vamp up their social media. definitely thank you so much for having me appreciate it and um, I will look forward to you know continuing to support you and also hearing from all the beautiful ladies and maybe gentlemen in your community thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the wow I hope you enjoyed it I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe or follow and tune in next week. Otherwise, in the meantime, you better come join us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, guys. Have a good week.